Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost without LeBron and AD. They are now tied with the San Antonio Spurs for the 10 spot. However, because the Spurs have a tiebreaker over the Lakers, our Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, a few other people who are going to be in the Hall of Fame, that team is going is currently on the outside looking in of the NBA's play-in tournament. This was always the likely outcome to tonight's game. Again, the Lakers are playing in Dallas. LeBron James nursing uh, that, that sprained ankle. Anthony Davis is still working his way back from his sprained foot. And the Mavericks have been playing good basketball. <laughs> Luka Doncic is just better than everybody else who was on the basketball court tonight. And it looked that way right from the get-go. It was just it was a wire-to-wire W for Dallas and... LA just had zero answers and zero energy, honestly. Like they just, the game started, Dallas appeared to care, and the Lakers just immediately didn't. Now, look, I don't think it mattered whether or not the Lakers were going to care in this one. Dallas is just a better team, maybe even with LeBron and AD, but uh, this is just, this was a, this was a laugher from start to finish. So much so that I recorded today's Anthony Irwin show uh, with Jake Madison while the game was still going on. Quick note on that front, uh, StreamYard apparently also tanked tonight's game. Uh, they just randomly decided to listen to my computer mic and not my, you know, mic mic. Uh, and and that's why the audio on my end of that sounds so tinny. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about this team, man. I, I, I told you guys weeks ago that I didn't think they were going to make the play-in. I told you guys uh, over the course of, of the time after that that I didn't think they were going to make the play-in. They made one of their kind of famous fake comebacks, right, with, with uh, you know, kind of spirited showings in four games that still wound up having them go 500 in those four-ish games. It's just a bad team. It's a bad roster. It's a season that needs to end. What I will say as far as what this game means moving forward, and, and look, it, it, Wenyan Gabriel limped off the court at the end of it, and he apparently now has a sprained ankle too. He is not, he's a two-way player right now. And if this injury really holds him out for an extended period of time, he already wasn't playoff or play-in eligible. The Lakers would have had to cut somebody uh, to have him be eligible. So that's going to be really interesting to see how this goes down. If he's able, like if his body holds up, I think the Lakers really need him in the play-in game. Uh, but if his body can't hold up, then he'll probably likely remain a two-way player and the Lakers will go into the play-in game with the same sad old roster that they've had all season. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on as well. Obviously, you know, hoping that he is okay, not just for the play-in game, but just like for the story aspect of this. I I think him continuing to try and fight and stay in the NBA and get to the Lakers and remain and, and actually carve out a niche for himself simply for caring about basketball has been pretty refreshing. So I really hope he's okay. We'll keep an eye on how that looks moving forward. Chris Haynes also report Chris Haynes of Yahoo and then obviously on the TNT broadcast also reported 
that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are are kind of looking towards the end of the week to make their returns. So we'll see how that goes. And also seem to officially consider Kendrick Nunn now out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Haynes says that Nunn is going to be focused on rehabbing and finishing off the season, trying to get ready for next. Um, I have some thoughts. I just can't wrap my head around the idea, the notion that the Lakers at no point this season thought that uh, Kendrick Nunn would be available this year. And it makes me wonder why the hell they never called him out for the season. Not only does it mean that you have access to a potential injury exception, but uh, it means that, like, look, just for planning purposes, the Lakers could have known, all right, we're going to have to waive somebody to now make up for the lack of Kendrick Nunn. And there were plenty of candidates on the Lakers roster, clearly, over the course of the season, to waive somebody. It's a weird rule that you apply for this injury exception and the league still makes you cut somebody to make up for somebody who isn't going to, a player who isn't going to play it all that year. But still, like just in, in terms of being able to plan for the remainder of the year, it's, it's, it's extremely odd that the Lakers never had this thought cross their mind. And like, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was, you know, uh, the team doctors needing having some ambiguity there. We don't know if his own kind of personal doctors and maybe Clutch's doctors had some thoughts on on their front too. Remember with with Clutch right now, you've had the entire situation here with Ben Simmons. He finally gets traded and then now still isn't available with some weird some some back thing. Uh, we know that LeBron and AD clearly really uh you know manage their own injury situations um so i you know look it, it, this isn't necessarily a a clutch thing it's just you know these are three high profile clutch athletes who have treated their injury situations the way that they have and it makes you kind of wonder if this is how clutch does business on this front um not all you know we know that zion williamson is somebody who uh, watches after his own injury information in his own way. Now, Zion isn't a clutch athlete. That's why I'm using him as an example is to explain that, like, I don't think this is a specific clutch thing. This is an athlete thing. But still, if you're the team, you have to get your information. You have to plan accordingly based off of that information. And, like, by the way, Whispers about Kendrick Nunn have been there all year. Like when when Harrison and I, we said like weeks into the season, a month or so into the season, maybe even less than that. Uh, yeah, we don't think Nunn is going to be available for quite some time. We didn't, and then you know over the course of the year, it eventually grew to yeah, this guy isn't coming back, and that was based off of some stuff that at least on my end. I was just kind of hearing like, yeah, this is an odd situation. And like, look, at the end of the day, a player is going to rightfully decide what is best for that player. But a team also has to plan for, in this case, the inevitability of him not playing. And and it's just really weird the way that they handled this situation, given that we know how thin they've been all year. And they could have used a, a roster spot that was otherwise going to a player, not Kendrick Nunn, obviously, then they weren't going to waive Kendrick Nunn, I don't think. 
uh, seeing as that he has a player option for next year, they would have had to pay that out. But they do, they did have other candidates on their roster who could have been waived to try to make up for not having this piece in your organization, in your rotation. So it's just, just really weird, really kind of off-putting um, that that this is how the information is announced when this has been kind of whispered about, bandied about all year. And again, it just goes back to the ambiguity that has been just maddening over the course of the season. We don't know how the the, the uh, decision-making process goes down. We don't know who wants which moves. We kind of sort of do. It's kind of reported about. You can kind of tell after the fact based off of who is leaking what, uh, which which moves were protected by which parties or whatever. Uh, but still, you kind of have this like inner circle. You have Rob Palinka. You have Clutch. You have... You have all of these kind of kitchens in the cook, <laughs> yeah, cooks in the kitchen, um, and and no real clarity on that. And then again, here in, on this front here, zero clarity on a player who you considered at the time of his signing a, a potential Caruso replacement, right? Caruso, but cheaper. Caruso, but more explosive on, def- on, on offense, even though he isn't going to be as good on defense. Um, if this is how, like, information is just going to, you know, it's not even, it's not even just about fans. If this is how information gets sent across the organization and there appears to be no understanding from one part or the other, uh, how, how things are going to work. Like this is not a tenable, this is not a productive organization. Like <laughs> this is the kind of shit that needs to get cleaned up in this off season. Otherwise, like, yeah, Russell Westbrook is going to get traded. All of these old veterans uh, who are on vet men contracts, they're all going to be gone. We are going to see significant roster overhaul at the end of the season. But more importantly, we need some goddamn adults in the room for this Lakers organization that is clearly not going anywhere. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, Check out the conversation that I had with Jake Madison about Anthony Davis. I think his next season is is going to go a long way in defining his career. So we discussed how we think he's going to handle this season, um, and, and it, it was an interesting one. We talked about the similarities between Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson in New Orleans, and we looked ahead to a potential play-in matchup between the Lakers and Pelicans if the Lakers are able to climb back into that equation. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.